Hello, beloveds. My name is Angela Montano. I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. We gather together for prayer on the air to really, truly fill our hearts, fill even our minds with this attitude of prayerfulness. And what is an attitude of prayerfulness? I don't even hear that word much in our culture, prayerfulness. It was the Impressionist artist Matisse who said, I don't know if I believe in God or not, but I think the most essential thing is to live in a state of prayerfulness. To me, prayerfulness is a consciousness in which love is first and foremost um, what we are aware of, what is we're willing to have as a contemplation uh, of our minds and that of our hearts. And love, wow, what is love? And if love is all there is, and this is what the mystics, the masters, the saints who have seen and lived in reality, piercing through the veil of illusion, they tell us love is all there is. And yet you and I in our walking life, in our daily life, in our our nights, for many of us, the nights are the worst. You know, that's when the dread, the fear, the worry, uh, it almost feels like it grips us. Uh, and it's hard to uh, release the focus, isn't it? But when we are prayerful, it's such a humbling experience. It's an attitude that love is all there is and love is loving me in ways that I understand and ways that I don't understand. So everything I would think of as against me, an offense, an injustice that shouldn't have happened, how could he, how should he, how could she, you know, I don't deserve that, or you know, guilt can show up in another way. You know, I shouldn't have. How could have I done that? I, 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 I should have done better. They didn't deserve that, right? So the ego is always in an argument with what is. Something is that shouldn't be. Something shouldn't be that is. When we move into prayerfulness, we're willing to surrender, surrender, Surrender to love is all there is. And if we have the courage and we summon the courage and we can pray for the courage to experience this love, to experience love in the midst of the very thing you think of as the bane of your existence, that thing, that situation, the circumstance, the relationship, whatever the condition or situation, person is, that you think, well, I'd be happy if they didn't or they would or this wasn't this way or this was that way. Prayerfulness is releasing the argument, the againstness with whatever you're experiencing. And it's a welcoming and an inviting of love to have its way with us. 
that we may transform into a conscious realization of love. So mystically, spiritually speaking, you are love and I am love. You are, I am born out of love, born into a world of sin. If we consider that word just to mean separation, we're born into a world of separation, meaning a world where the mass agreement or thought is that we're somehow separate and apart from source energy. That would be from our good. So I have to toil, I have to sweat, maybe I'll survive, maybe I won't. You know, maybe you will, maybe you won't. That's this sense of separation born into a world where fear appears real. When love is all that is real. So when we pray, it's like we're willing to let love have its way with us before we're even conscious that love is all there is. This is where prayer is an extraordinary bridge. It is such a gift that we may drop into surrender into love. I welcome you. I'm going to mute myself for a second to clear my throat. I welcome you. I welcome you to prayer on the air. If you're here for the first time, um, this is a call-in live uh, podcast, and you just press star 2 on your keypad uh, on your phone to raise your hand. And if you're tuning in via the computer, you just write your prayer request in. You'll see that little box. Put your name, your email address, uh, email address in there to ask for, I think. And then um, we can address this. Now, we are a prayer collective. You know, you are born out of love. I'm born out of love. Now, I may have my blind spots <laughs> where I like, where's the love? I don't see it. I don't get it. And you may have your blind spots. But together we can see for one another the truth of love. And what is seen one place can't be unseen. So you could see for me what's really troubling me. You could see through to the love. I could see through to the love for you. That's what I just adore about prayer. I love so many spiritual practices, as I've said before, yoga, meditation. And I can't really meditate for you. I can definitely Think of you as I meditate in a certain sense, but I cannot meditate for you. I cannot do yoga on the mat for you, but I can pray for you. You can pray for me. So we're going to listen to our requests, and we're going to all do our best to, to see through and with and by the very heart center of our being, the beingness of us that is, it transcends not just form, it transcends even formlessness. It transcends all duality. And we're going to presence love for one another to support us on our journeys through life. That we may be miracle-minded. That we may live in the awakened state of the deliciousness of love. So an example, just a small example. I was in a a gathering uh, last week and it's a gathering where we all share very deeply and and it was done via zoom and 
you know, it's kind of a beautiful meeting. And as is the case with so many spiritual gatherings, they have a, um, in the meeting, there's a an agreement that there's no crosstalk. So you might share in it, and I wouldn't say, hey, well, you know, like so-and-so said, dot, dot, dot. You know, it's all very respectful in that way. Well, someone new came, and they must not have, um, uh, they must not have caught that memo. Anyway, they cross-talked, and they said something about what I shared, and I immediately felt uh, really like shame. And I had shared vulnerably, so, you know, it it just triggered my shame. And I went back and forth. When you feel shame, I don't know about you, but I go between shame and blame. Like, they cross-talked. They shouldn't have cross-talked. That shouldn't have happened, you know. I wouldn't be feeling bad had they not cross-talked. And <clears throat> they shouldn't have done that. And the meeting was happening virtually. And a part of me wanted to put in the chat, hey, you know, that's, you know, don't cross-talk. And, you know, some cleverly worded way of saying, you know, um, you know, you made me feel bad is basically what my, my thing would have said. But what this person was sharing about was guilt and shame, and I didn't want to make him feel worse. So I ended up talking to a few people, a couple people after the meeting, and I told them how it made me feel. I cried. And I, I could see, like, Nothing was happening to me. It was all happening for me. I had needed to cry. I had needed a good cry about this thing. And then I had these two loving people from the meeting that were just so kind from the gathering. And it was all happening for me. Love is for me. And love showed up as that person bringing me up in her in what she said to bring me to that, you know, like where I wasn't suppressing my shame, I was experiencing it, and then I got that good cry. So it was really for me, and now I feel so fondly toward that person. I'm grateful to them, grateful sincerely. So that's a small example, but those things can really throw us off, can't they? Even for a day. You know, how is everything, how can we see how this is for us? It requires a depth. That's why I brought up courage. And I think it requires support. Because I don't know about you, but when I get hooked into believing the dissatisfaction of my mind, it's like I'm in the movie theater, I've got the popcorn, I'm riveted by what is appearing on the screen, the dualistic field, which is illusory, and yet we have such agreement regarding dualism. So all prayer is lifting out of the for and against, for and against, should, shouldn't, into love is, love is, love is for me, love is, love is, love is within me, love is, love is all around me, and everything happening, love has a way of using everything for our greater good. 
We're going to now do our opening prayer, and then I will begin taking our requests again via the telephone, star 2. I'd love to hear from you, and via the uh, written requests, um, you just raise your hand, and I'm sorry, you just write in your request. Oh, so now let us just focus our attention on our breathing. You know, as I turn within in this moment, I'm just aware of how deeply vulnerable we can feel and, you know, in a way are as human beings. And just to really be available to that vulnerability, to love, our humanity, to love our humanness, if you will. And at the same time, we are more than we think we are. We're more even than this label human. And we are limitless and powerful beyond measure. Prayer allows us to be the end in both. That there's no competition between, well, am I human and vulnerable or am I you know, this badass, powerful being, right? We're both. We're both and. And it's a oneness. And there's no competition. And the vulnerability of our beings, the you could think of it as the inner child, is held, is held, is held in and by and with the love that we are. The love that is got our back. I've got your back. Love has got my back. The love that has gone before you and me to prepare the way to make the crooked places straight. Might we trust that love? The love that is beside us is the friend of all friends father of all fathers, the mother of all mothers, as Yogananda says. And love is the ground beneath us, solid, in a sense. Love is a permanent, uh, it's ever moving, the movement of God, and yet, There's a reliability to love. That love really, in its essence, cannot be disturbed. Love is always love, no matter what. Where our moods might change and shift, given how we perceive our world, love is love in the face of everything. That means I am, you are love in the face of everything. It requires us first to love ourselves up. Love ourselves up in the love that we are. I know it's difficult to find the words for self-love, but may we all truly love ourselves more deeply, more completely, more freely in the week ahead and beyond. I accept our time together. This prayer on the air is blessed. I let it be. What is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is 
To be embraced is embraced. Amen. Amen. I mentioned two ways you may be listening today. And the third way is you may be listening to a recording of this prayer on the air. If you want to join us live, please do. You just go to AngelaMontano.com and there's a place to sign up. That'll let me send you via email the link for the live uh, prayer on the air. So either way, I welcome you. We're going to begin on the telephone, and it looks like, I'm looking here now, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't see a name. Um, 3422 is the last four digits of the telephone number. Hello. Hello. Maybe you haven't unmuted yourself. I've got you unmuted. Raleigh North. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Angela. Thank you for taking my call. What's your name? This is Jill. Hi, Jill. Good to hear you. Hi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What is your prayer request or comment or anything you want to say? So um, my prayer request is around uh, manifesting a new job. Um, I was working remotely the past, um, I think it was about 15 months or so, and um, the company that I worked for was contracted by a larger company, and uh, that contract was not renewed, and we were all given about uh, like three or four days' notice that that was it. So part of my prayer request is that I need to manifest a new job. I'm also forgiving myself for the fact that I was paying down some debt very, very quickly. And I should have also been setting some money aside for savings. Um, so I wasn't spending my money frivolously or shopping or anything. I was extremely focused on paying down bills. Um, so that's good, but um, I didn't leave myself a cushion. And um, the other thing is um, I'm still processing grief over um, the loss of a dear friend uh, who died in January And, um, you know, at the time, I only took a couple days off from work, and I knew that if if I didn't go back that following Monday, I wouldn't go back. And so in between calls, I would cry and grieve. And um, I just want something simpler now. I feel like I don't have to uh, multitask to that degree. Maybe I could even do something more lighthearted, but I did um, I did inherit a little dog, and so I kind of do need it to be remote um, because she stays in the office with me during the day while I work. She's very well behaved. Um, so, 
Yeah, I guess my prayer is that it be a little bit more lighthearted, and it might not even need to be 40 hours. It could be, you know, maybe 25 or 30 hours. So um, I have flexibility with that. All right, beautiful. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to share some notes, and you tell me how it feels as I speak, and we'll go back and forth, and then we'll pray. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, so good to hear your voice again, Jill, and grateful. Isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm. Such an honor that I get to, that we get to, that all of us get to surround you in the awareness that love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. And it's not that I need to manifest a new job. The way we're going to do this with prayer, if you're open, is that you're going to let the universe show you your new job, bring it to you. Now, the action steps may be the same, but we really do want the attitude to be a kind of dependence on the higher power within you. Um, the Course in Miracles says the problem is not that you ask God for too much. It is that you include God in too little. So the first thing we want to do in with this prayer request is, you know, your job would be to trust love trust love, the intelligence of love showing you the way. So that's num number one. So it's, you know, and so how does that sound before I even continue on? That sounds really good. It sounds um, like something lovely could just come my way. Yes. Yes. Now, the more relaxed you are in the loveliness coming your way, you know, it doesn't mean you don't participate in the miracle, right? You right. follow the golden breadcrumbs. Do the next indicated action, whatever that is. But you're doing it in an attitude that you're being carried. You're being guided. You are being held. You are being instructed. You are being shown the way. You do not walk alone. You do not breathe alone. You're, you're being breathed. You know, this process is happening in, through, and as you. So another word I can use that we're calling forth for you is a, a, it's a state of communion. The second thing is the abruptness of this job shifting, the, the way you said you only had three or four days notice. I want you to consider that a gift. In Buddhism, they, they, there's a teaching about abruptness. When things happen abruptly, there's a way in which we can wake up. There's a way in which we can let go. There's a way in which a quickening happens that if that shift occurred incrementally, it wouldn't have. So most of us think of when something abruptly happens, oh, it's a downer. Oh, shoot, I wish it hadn't happened abruptly. But I want you to have consider having a positive attitude toward the abruptness. Do you understand? Yes. Okay. Just like I shared in the beginning, having a positive attitude around the my experience of someone, you know, kind of referring to me in their share, in their in their talking in a way that made me feel vulnerable, right? Like I'm counting that as for me. I want you to count this abruptness as for you. And then 
I really think it's important now for you to be aware of what your heart is calling forward. So like being with your dog while you work sounds like it, but I don't want us to consider that a limitation. Like, well, I'm going to have to do remotely because I need my dog with me. All kinds of people bring their dogs to work all the time. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you might just really love getting up and out and bringing your dog with you. You know, there are people that love dogs like they love God. You know, like, you know, of course, we all know G-O-D, D-O-G, you know. So, so you know. You know, let's let's really call this forth out of the limitless good of the universe. You know, so so we don't want to limit. Well, I have to do remote because of the dog. We just want. Hmm. I really, you know, I love having my dog with me as I work. That's that's what I'm calling forth. And you've already got a great start in tuning in to the qualities you're intending, which you said mentioned. Simpler, lighthearted. So we're seeing your dog with you, simpler, lighthearted. And even when you mentioned from 40 hours to 25 or 30, lightening up, a lightened load, it sounds like. Maybe you'll work 40 and it'll feel like 25. I don't know, but but that lighter sense, you're already calling that forward. Do you see that? Yes. Yeah, that sounds really good. And... um. My dog, she is a little snorky. She's part um, mini schnauzer, part Yorkie, and her name is Bella. And um, she does bring a lot of joy. People just love her. So, I mean, I think that could be fun bringing her to work if I could find uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And today, you know, there's so many combinations, part remote, part coming in. So we're calling forth the divine right new job while at the same time we're considering you already fully employed by God. That you are a blessing, Jill, and your job is to be a blessing. And so from that sense of employment, we're actually calling it forward from what you already are, what you already have, and we're calling that to be extended in your world. So let us pray. Thank you. Oh, what a joy it is, isn't it, to be together, to to be together. And we're all surrounding Jill. And Jill is an aspect of each and every one of us. There's a way in which there's not really the separation, the delineation we think of between us. You know, where really do you begin and I end? And so from the love that I am, from the love that you are, from the love that Jill is, we just coalesce in an ever deeper focus and awareness on love. And together, as one, let us trust love. Let us trust love in Jill's life related to employment, And let us be aware that it is already done in God. Beyond what appears so fixed, time and space, you know, it feels so fixed, doesn't it? It's Monday and it's, well, it's Monday at, you know, 1028 here in L.A. And yet in God, in 
reality, these constructs aren't as fixed as they appear. So in reality, Jill's job is already happening. It's already happening. And our only job in prayer is to really let and allow it be. I claim through the power of prayer that Jill relaxes in the letting God do her, letting God do itself as her. As God moves itself to the next space of employment for itself as Jill. So I'm trusting the movement of God is already employed, already a blessing, already being blessed. I say thank you, dear God, for this. And so much more. I let go. I let God. Amen. Amen. so much, Angela. You are so welcome. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ah, so just feel into that prayer for yourself. Notice what just notice how it lives in you. We're going to move to another call, Denver. Uh, it looks like Kristen. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello, Kristen. I think I hear you. Um, Denver, hello. Hi, I'm sorry. That's okay. Once again, once again, it is me, Susan, and I forget. Susan. Yeah. That uh, <clears throat> my daughter's name is on our phone, so I apologize. Uh, I want to pr- uh, pray a praise or gratitude prayer, and I had prayed for this person before on our calls. It's been a, possibly a couple of years. I have a friend who has a son. And we prayed for him before with his liver transplant. And his liver transplant worked out very, very well. And now he has had to have a kidney transplant. And that occurred yesterday. They found a kidney who matched. And so he has now had the kidney transplant. The kidney is beginning to work. But I would like to pray for this young man because he has a young family. Uh, The family would like to also include the family of the donor in a prayer for, I don't know, a a blessed outcome and well-being for everyone involved. Thank you. You are so welcome, and it's, it's a joy to enter into this prayer. And Thank you, Susan, for bringing this forward. You know, so often we forget to even remember or really count our blessings, you know, to count all the things that work out. You know, the mind, the ego goes on to the next thing that that thinks that it's not working out. And uh, it's such a beautiful, beautiful moment that Susan is calling us to, you know, a liver transplant we prayed for some time ago you know, is blessed, and now a new transplant has 
already happened. So we really do have so much to count as blessings. A donor came forward. The kidneys working. And so it is extraordinary to enter into these kind of gratitude praise prayers because it reminds us to live in praise and gratitude. So thank you, Susan, and let us turn within now. How deeply grateful I am we are. Let us rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. I just love it. I just love it when things work out according to a way I can understand. Things are working out even when I don't understand according to a will that love is. But isn't it marvelous when we really understand? A person needs a liver, they get a liver, it works. A person needs a kidney, they get a kidney, and it's working. And so we just say thank you, thank you, thank you for this young man, for the harmony that is happening in through and as his mind, body, spirit system, for the beautiful life that he is, for the life of this beautiful, 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 beautiful kidney. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful kidney. We welcome and welcome and welcome this kidney. I just see this kidney feel almost like making friends with the other organs, the other organs welcoming the kidney in. I'm just seeing all things working together for good. I bless this young man's family, and I bless anyone and everyone who needs a liver or a kidney transplant right now, whether they have a young family or not, like everyone who is in need of these organs. I call forth a miracle-mindedness from all of us to live in, dwell in the possibility that just as this young man had a match, may we live in the possibility of other people having matches too. And may we bless deeply the donor's family. May they be free of suffering and may peace be theirs eternally. I bless all involved. I say thank you and I bless Susan in her prayer request, blessing her. And I let go, we let go, and let God, let good, let love, let love, let love. And so it is. Amen. Thank you. One of the things I love about prayer is that it connects us to people and situations, circumstances that we might not be connected to otherwise, and it just expands our hearts. And also it gets us outside of ourselves. You know, we can be so myopic about me, 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 me. And when we pray and we we hold other people, you know, in the love that we are, in a way we become less important to ourselves. And I don't mean less, like, when I say less important, I mean less self-important, less you know know what I'm trying to say perhaps, but 
like gets us outside of ourselves. Just notice that. Ah, oh, Zara. Hello, beloved. Thank you, Angela, for this opportunity to pray together. My re- my prayer request is for my finances to flow so that I may live with more ease, with the knowing that greater financial flow brings only good and there is more than enough for all. Thank you. Oh, Zara, so this is a wonderful prayer request for us. My prayer request is for my finances to flow so that I live with more ease with a knowing that greater financial flow brings only good and there is more than enough for all. Thank you. So I'm look I'm rereading this, Zara. So I, I'm wondering like what does it mean for you for finances to flow? What I take that to mean as I listen prayerfully is there's a flow. And actually, the word flow is another word we can substitute for the word God. The flow. You know, the flow is a movement of energy that is not against anyone or against anything. The flow flows. You know, to trust the flow is to trust the plenty It is trust the abundance. It is to trust the balance of the universe. And so what I'm getting, Zara, as I'm moving into prayer is is really regards your own consciousness. You know, how are you conscious of the flow flowing? And not just with the resource of finances, but the resource of time, let's say, or space. You know, is there enough space in your closet? Is there enough time for you to do the dishes? You know, we want to start noticing the enoughness of your closet, the enoughness of time. I have more than enough money, more than enough time, more than enough space, more than enough. I have more than enough. And then we want to see together if we can witness that for Zara. You know, we're holding her in a consciousness of plenty. We're holding her in a consciousness of awakening from the trance of scarcity. I also hear in this request when you speak about greater financial flow brings only good. What I hear there, Zara, is I'm wondering here if you're maybe a bit resistant to greater financial um, income. Like, is there some resistance there, which we all, many of us, sort of unconsciously have uh, related to various things. It can be related to our issues, you know, of uh, however we want to say it, self-worth or, 
you know, well, this other person doesn't have that much, so why should I? It can bring us into comparing mind, or if I have more money, then I won't have the exact same money as my friends, and I don't want to step out of this group. You know, there, we have various reasons why we kind of want more money, but then we don't want more money. So I feel that there's some schism like that that we're to smooth out, that we're to open to the plenty, that the greater good you have is the greater good everyone and everything, you know, in your life that you enjoys. That greater financial good just means Zara is more relaxed, more at ease. So these are the thoughts that come up as I pray. Zara, I would love you if you um, can write us back. Let me know how those insights sit with you and any questions you may have. And uh, now let us pray. Focusing my attention on the quality of God. The quality of God being that of plenty, abundance, prosperity. As we speak of God in this prayer, we're speaking of flow, flow, flow. Every time we need a breath, we breathe it in. It's there. We breathe it out. It's there. We breathe it in. It's there. We let it go. We breathe in another time. It's there. We don't have to breathe in five breaths at a time to then breathe out those, that one breath, and the next, and the next. We breathe in and out. We're trusting the flow of the breath. I'm claiming and declaring that as Zara trusts the flow of her breath. She trusts the flow of money. Wisdom. Wisdom is in charge. Wisdom knows the value of saving, the value of spending, the balance of spending and the savings. I'm knowing for Zara a letting go, a letting go to the flow that is all the wisdom and clarity that she needs about her own true nature being abundance, her consciousness of abundance. I bless Zara. I bless her finances. I bless each and every one of us and all of our finances. I claim there is an anointing and appointing of ease and grace and flow in relationship to money. May we each see money as just a gift from God, another way God loves us. Just a manifestation in the kingdom of God. There's flowers, there's daisies and roses, and there's resources. There's money, but there's also smiles. Smiles and other currency. We can give our smiles freely. So may we all be flowing in all the different ways currency flows. I bless Zara. I say thank you. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And Barb writes in. Hello, Barb. Dearest Angela, thank you so much for shining your light so brightly. It helps us all to see our way. Love, Barb. Thank you, Barb. That's encouraging. I so, so appreciate that so much and uh, 
you know, together we do lighten up one another's world. You know, I'm so grateful we have this time together. And Amanda writes in from Sebastopol, prayer request. I pulled multiple muscles in my groin and it has rendered me hardly walking. The pain is so bad I can hardly find a movement in any position without it. As the active mama of a young boy, this is quite a cross to bear. Thank you all for your prayers. I'm truly trying to acknowledge this sign to slow down while trying to make the most of this awful situation. Also trying to be brave and allow it to help me have better compassion for those who have chronic and unexpected pain. I'm so grateful for this community, Angela. You are an earth angel, as are you, Amanda. So, oh, darling, I feel like the prayer for you is ever, 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 ever so gently. I feel like the space we're holding for you is just, you know, you said this awful situation. I just want to take the F-U-L of awful and you know, put an S-O-N-E on it. Some, awesome, awesome. This awesome situation. So how could we see this as awesome? It's painful. You can barely find a position that feels good. You're an active mama. That's what we want to lean into. Where is the awesomeness in this? So you're already doing beautiful spiritual work, calling forth, making this situation for yourself an opportunity to actually grow in compassion for those with unexpected or chronic pain. That's beautiful. You know, you're already listening in for how is this a gift of slowing down? How is this love loving you in a way you don't understand? And it sounds like not only are you being called to slow down, but the word I hear is stillness. Like you're being called, you know, to be pretty still. If it hurts to find any position, you're probably being very still. And stillness opens us to opportunities that when we're in go, go, go mode, we often don't experience. I'm also thinking that this requires you to open your mind and your heart to receiving help. Let yourself be helped. You know, and in a way, that's what we do in prayer, isn't it? We're saying, let God do, not with us, but for us, what needs to be done. How do you let the universe, let love take care of your son? What neighbor or friend may come forward? Where can you lean into support from the universe and watch how it gracefully shows up? As painful as it is, I also sense, Amanda, that it's an opportunity to rest. And to rest the mind. The hardest thing for many of us is to do nothing. Do 
nothing. How can I do nothing? I've got a young son. I'm an active mama. Do nothing. So we're, we're holding space for the awesomeness of this. And also the awesomeness is, and I sense this strongly, that it's already healing. That pulled muscle, there's already healing happening. So let us pray. How deeply grateful I am, how deeply grateful we are to enter into this space of prayer. On behalf of precious, beloved Amanda, finding herself challenged with a pulled muscle and a groan, the things she needs to do and it hurts. And like she says, it's awful, this awful situation. And yet we are holding the space for awesomeness. That through this challenge, awesomeness occurs for her son, for her, for her community. I bless Amanda in willingness, willingness to be still, in willingness to do nothing, letting this healing occur. I name it good and very good. I name the healing complete and whole. I bless Amanda. I bless her son. I bless this time as a time of awesomeness. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. free to raise your hand, star two. We'll continue on our written request. Sherelle in Amsterdam, I know that God invites us to ask and we will be given. I pray all the time, but I feel great doubt about God hearing and fulfilling my prayers. I live with constant noises from upstairs neighbors. It's exhausting and I'm drained. So, you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, Glennon Doyle. Her podcast is called uh, We Can Do Hard Things. And she had two podcasts in a row where Elizabeth Gilbert, the writer, best known for her novel Eat, Pray, Love, was interviewed. And uh, it's a very intimate uh sharing by Elizabeth Gilbert uh, related to uh, some grief that she's been in when the love of her life passed away and just the extraordinary brutality of some of that experience. And she talked about prayer. And she's in a 12-step program. And she said her sponsor invited her to kind of make her wish list of her higher power. You know how, I don't know if you all have done this, but there was a time when I was single and seemed like, you know, it was recommended for all single women, like write your list, you know, your list of the qualities you want in a, in a, in a beloved other. And the sponsor suggested she do that. Like, wait, you know, I thought I just had to, you know, work with the God I got, you know, do I get to, you know, 
you know, ask for the God I want? And the answer is yes, because God is infinite. And God is, we get to have a God tailor-made for each and every one of us. So it sounds like, Sherelle, that you're kind of working with a God you got, that you're maybe a little, you know, you kind of feel a little fishy and maybe not as trustworthy as you want. You know, higher power. We can just use that word. What is our higher power? You know, for me, you know, I'm able to use the word God and it means to me love. But even I sometimes just pray to love. And I invite you to do what Elizabeth Gilbert shared in this podcast, which is it's a two-way prayer. And in 12-step programs, as she shared, that used to be considered even a more important tool than going to the meetings. And a two-way prayer is when you write a letter to God and you get to custom make your God and then your higher power writes a letter back to you with answers and you're doing all the writing. So I think this would be really wonderful for you. You know, to gain a greater trust and intimacy with your sense of the power of love in your life and how to open to it, which is what prayer is, opening to the power of love in our lives and letting it change us, letting it change and heal our perceptions. And that would be change and heal your perceptions of the noise and the upstairs neighbors. And that changing and healing could be you playing music and it drowns out the sound. It could be you moving. It could be them moving. It could be you meeting them and the sound doesn't bother you as much anymore. You know, in God there's a way and God makes a way out of no way. And in those few examples I gave, that's just a few. Okay, let us pray for sure. What a joy it is to claim and declare for Sherelle, for each and every one of us, and have a deeper intimacy in relationship to our higher power. We may call that love. We may call that love beauty. We may call it the universe. We can call that power anything we want. Spirit, Ralph, anything. It's, it's tapping into that which is in love, aware of us, loving us and living in a greater state of receptivity to the infinite, invisible love that is holding you and me. This is what I claim for Sherelle. I bless her in relationship to the noise, the neighbors, the exhaustion. I just put God on the case, on the field. I'm knowing the miracles occurring even now and I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sherelle. And Diane, hi, Angela. So lovely to receive your prayer on the air emails and the quotes and the words of wisdom they contain. Angela, I have a prayer request for myself. I'm happy to hear that, Diane. I'm awaiting the results of the scan I had on Friday and would be grateful if you could say a prayer for me. Absolutely. So I so relate to this perception. I'm waiting on a scan. 
I'm waiting on the results from a scan I had. Did you say Friday? I think you said. And I understand that, and I'm not in any way, you know, arguing with that or anything. And yet, I do want to question it. I'm waiting on for us, you know, I'm waiting for the results of the scan on Friday. My sense is that there's no need to wait. Like you took the scan, you did the scan, the results are going to come. And I feel the energy coming forth in this prayer for you, Diane, is just to bless the aliveness and the livingness of this week. And there's nothing you need to wait for, is what I'm sensing. Like, all is well. And yes, you will arrive at that point of time when the results show up. But let us bless deeply the aliveness, the wellness, the vigor, the vitality in this week, in this time. And let us bless the results of the scan. Let us bless the scan that happened. Let us bless the results. Let us see God. Let us know God. See God in the scan, in the results of the scan calling forth and seeing the love of the universe. I bless Diane in full living, full joy this week. I say thank you, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Cesara writes us back, yes, that is perfect. Bills are easily paid in full. My having more money doesn't offend anyone, and I am safe to have more. Beautiful, beautiful, Zara. Ah, and Gina in Paris, France, thank you so much for assuaging my fears and qualms. I love the words that magically flow out of your mouth to the rescue of spreading, to the rescue of spreading of love and peace. You are truly a steward of light. Wondering if we could pray for my workplace. There is a woman there who is quite toxic and managed to have one woman moved unfairly. The others are pulled into her net a bit and I feel like their bad talk will never negatively impact success of a teacher there. Last year's teacher quit. I know this is about insecurities, but the woman is doing much harm from my perspective. Why is power so coveted? It is about power in a way. I know prayer can smooth things out. Let us pray. Thank you. So already you've put this into prayer beautifully. And, you know, when anyone appears to be grasping for power, that is only fear. True power is never power over. Domination is never power. And any time someone is is needing that, they're needing attention. They're needing love. And, you know, they're going about it in a particular way. And, you know, I, I know you said from your perspective, this person is really causing harm. Oh, and and our, our question is, how do we bring love? How do you bring love 
in your heart to this person and how can you begin to perceive her harmlessly? I I know exactly, I, I know, I'm thinking of a situation where I would be exactly like you are, Gina. Like, I perceive this person is doing harm, but can I know for sure they're doing harm? Can I know that for sure? Maybe the teacher that quit last year went on to something that's more right for them. So it sounds like an incredible opportunity in your workspace to choose love, to choose love. And what if this woman doesn't have the power you're giving her? You know, that's what we often do. You know, I give you power over me, and now you've hurt my feelings, and now you've done this, and now you've done that. But who gave you that power? That was me. So I really want you to call your power back, and all your power belongs to your higher power. And you're standing in love, and there's some spiritual advancement and opportunity for you to hold the loving and fear not. God is your source and your supply. And nobody by bad-mouthing you can change that. So this is our, our prayer. And let us pray. How deeply grateful I am to accept that God is on the field. I claim for Gina a profound sense of harmlessness. I say thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for the movement of God happening in, through, and as Gina's workplace. I claim something magnificent is happening within Gina's consciousness right now that is allowing her to feel deeply and profoundly safe with God for her. Nothing can be against her. I give thanks for this. I am grateful. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Ah, so again, I want to thank you so very, very much. Um, our time together, our hour is now at a close. And yet, if you have a prayer request, a hand raised or... Um, a request written that did not get read, know that your prayer request is included deeply and powerfully in this prayer collective. Again, um, if you're listening to this via a podcast uh, streaming service, please uh, review and rate it if you like it. The five stars really do help. Um, I would really appreciate that. And now let us allow for our closing prayer. I am willing to be transformed. I am willing to offer my confusion, my resentment, my anger, my doubt, my worry, anything that would convince me that I am somehow anything other than in heaven on earth. I'm willing to leave that, lay that down at the altar of the Holy Spirit in this moment. And I invite each and every one of us to do this in this moment. And I claim a profound willingness within you, within me, to let go. To let go of our attachment to our suffering. 
and to truly let this week, let this day be heaven on earth. Might we be so self-emptied that we might be spirit-filled. Might we be so empty of our story that we are a pure space for delight, to be delighted. All things are working together for good. All things. All things. So might we move into this consciousness, Zen mind, beginner's mind, be like a child to enter the kingdom. Where I am, you are, we are pure trust. I am, you are, we are pure faith. Faith. The withholding of a conclusion so we allow what is to arise. Might we live together in all the spheres that we live in as we come together on these calls. Might we live in pure non-judgment. Might we welcome the I don't know mind. Where we're simply available to be blessed and blessed and blessed and blessed. Might we turn over the egoic, dualistic sense of separation, the belief that we could in any way be separate from our good. Might we be willing to let that go today, right now? Maybe one millionth of a percent, one trillionth, one tenth. Maybe we'll let it all go. Might we deeply trust everything occurring is for us and nothing is against us? Might we let go of comparing mind? Well, they have this and I don't. Or look at the troubles I've got they don't have. Oh, they made this decision I didn't. I should have done what they did. Just imagine that entire apparatus being ejected. And might each of us truly take a page out of the book of, you know, I love the work of Byron Katie. And one of her books is called Loving What Is. Might we love what is? Might I love these dirty dishes in this sink? Might I love the opportunity to clean them? Wash them? Might I love this floor beneath me? Might I love the sky above me? Might I proclaim beyond comprehension all is well with my soul? Might I dance in this? Might you dance and proclaim that all is well with your soul? I accept the power of this prayer is not temporary, that every prayer is eternal and everlasting. This brand new fresh prayer is inspired out of us together in this space. I claim as I speak it, I receive it. As you hear it, you receive it. As you connect with this prayer, you allow it. In gratitude and thanksgiving for this and so much more, I let go. I let God and so it is. Amen. Amen. just so we can say blessings on your week or anything like that. One, two, three. Those on the phone are unmuted. Blessings on your week. Blessings on your week. Blessings, everybody. Blessings, Blessings on all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much, much love.